Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm gonna let it shine. Wonderful music. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. I'm so glad. We're so glad to be with. Oh, hello. (laughs) Hey, hey, we're so excited. (laughs) Let's just all say hey. That's great. (laughs) Welcome. We've got Catherine with us, Christine. We've got Teresa. We've got all the animals. We've got Meg. We're all together and all of you. Welcome. (laughs) Happy Saturday around the world. Let's begin today with coming together, leaning in real close and snugly, and let's do our pillars of light together. Take a deep, centering breath. Smile on your face. And let's light up the pillars in our mind, in our heart, in our solar plexus. And see this beautiful individual pillar of light radiate all through you lighting up every cell, every piece of energy that is you, divine you. And reach down with your love and connect with the pillar of light in the center of Mother Earth. And feel her nourishing energy come up through the pillar and fill you up with love. Now with that, reach up through your pillar with your love and connect with your mother and father God. Feel their love wrap around you, drenching you in their beautiful honey love, warm, sustaining. Now expand your light and join with all of your brothers and sisters, animal kingdoms, plant kingdoms, all that is, family above and family here, all around the world. Fill their pillars, light up with yours to create one shining, sparkling pillar that we're told they see throughout the universe 
us. We're one. Thank you, dear family. Bright and shiny. Well, this is a very fortuitous weekend to be together. There's lots of stuff going on around the planet. We have a snow moon this weekend, which is a full moon in February. We have a comet that brings in all kinds of fun energy that it can clear and bring with it in its tail that we can access. We have a lunar eclipse, which always means some magical things happening in the solar system. And one of my friends told me this morning that this is a special February that happens only once in 800 and so years, that we have four Sundays, four Mondays, four Tuesdays, all the way through four Saturdays. And that is quite rare. So it's called the Money February or the Abundance February. (laughs) So I I say bring it on. So, so wonderful to be together, family. I'm going to pass the talking stick to our dear Christine, who's going to join us all together with our family decree. Hi, Christine. (laughs) Hey, Meg. Hey, everybody. Oh, it's super good to be here. We are in celebration mode. Now, if I cough a little, I'm just going to tell you straight, because we're more transparent than ever around here, because our Fearless Catherine has paved the way and led to a week of miracles, which we're excited to share the results with you all. But on Meg's, just as usual, so intuitive opening, I first, before the decree, just have this prayer on my heart. And it's to Mother, Father, God, St. Germain, the company of heaven. And I kind of wanted to start with that, and I am going to use some of our beloved Yosef's words because they touch me so deeply in this money February. (laughs) 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 So I, I just, Mother, Father, God, we are here (laughs) as we are, and we with our whole hearts just want to do our job fulfill our mission this isn't a philosophy for us for those on this call this is how we wake up how we go to bed how we live each moment where can I love more how can I ease the hurt we might call ourselves light workers as a a movement of you God right now on the earth but all that means is that we are fortunate enough to remember who you are we have shards of light shafts of light all the way to full awakening in you on the surface of this planet we hold to each other and to you to love humanity, awake, to heal this realm that has been through so much. With the coming transition, it's already well underway. We use our beloved Yosef's words, transition versus transaction, surrender to God versus control. We 
versus me, service versus self. We thank you for our experiences, and we lay what's not often talked about, the suffering of the light workers. We lay it down in the violet flame that was so graciously provided us to be transformed to light, thereby fulfilling our very purpose. We love you. We are steadfast, and we are grateful. In your timing, this party is already started. We will be here doing the bidding of the company of heaven and our own higher self as one and the same. Fill us with your knowing and light. We love you. (laughs) now that's my quiet prayer (laughs) now here comes a loud decree (laughs) we all know decrees are light encoded gifts of imbued prayer that move our purpose into being so this one is decree for earth and her nations we were decreeing a lot last night here on the homestead, and this is the one that really sent us over the top. <laughs> All right. Decree for Earth and her nations. In the full power and authority of my God presence, I am. I humbly come to the throne of grace to invoke into the physical plane of Earth the most intensified dispensation and activity of God's will ever manifested in the history of time. We ask the legions of light serving this planet to absorb this divine essence into every fiber of their beings and project it into the heart flame and conscious mind of every man, woman, and child on this planet, especially every person associated with all governments of our planet in any way, shape, or form. Blaze the cosmic flame of God's will through each soul evolving here, and clear away all destructive activities that might be directed against any of God's children and the light for which we stand. Seal all government positions in the radiance of God's will. Let the illumination flame reveal the divine purpose and plan for each office and individual, and give to each person the spiritual courage to fulfill that plan perfectly. Let the will of God be manifest in, through, and around all governments of the world now and forever. Let the eternal, victorious light of God illumine and lead the way for every soul evolving everywhere on the planet. We consciously accept this manifest now in full power according to God's holy will and purposes, and so it is, beloved I am. Beloved I am. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Love it, I am. Man, Thank you, Christine. Like, you know, <laughs> I feel better now. <laughs> okay. My spine is straighter. That's like a chiropractic adjustment galactic way. <laughs> Thank you. All right, a spiritual chiropractic adjustment. (laughs) 
Well, wonderful. So let me just do a brief uh, welcome for the show's title, and then we'll get to more fun. So today's show is entitled Archangel Michael, Incoming, Light Codes, Upgrades, oh, and Hey, Jay. A little interruption here. <laughs> yes, hey, Jay. Che uh, got so excited from the decree, he he buried himself under Christine's violet cape, and the healing blanket is getting all stirred up, and he's building a nest in the violet fire. <laughs> I swear he oh, knows my. what he's doing. We do Where's not get more help than that. Holy cow. Oh, oh, thank you, Che. Thank you. Well, yes, Che knows these upgrades and light codes and opportunities to expand. He's living it. And then we yes. also have a special visit from St. Germain who's going to come in to give us some helpful information. And we always love it when St. Germain comes to visit. So wonderful. Well, we're all saying hello. So, Catherine, come on, more hellos. Oh, hi, everybody. Oh, I'm doing just great. I was going to wait till a little later for this, but I want to thank people. Oh, my goodness. The tender outpouring of letters that I got after the last show we did, I did. Um, I was so touched and so encouraged and supported I'm, I can't tell you how moved I was by all your letters. We're going to read a couple of them and share people's feelings and thoughts and, and the depth of, of caring that came through from everyone who wrote. And I'm going to tell you, I will answer every one of your letters. I'm in the process of doing that, and as long as it takes, because I want to... I want to connect with each of you. So my heartfelt thanks and appreciation for how deep your understanding was of, of what I was saying and feeling. So thank you all. I can see all of you out there. I know who you are. Mm. So we'll read a couple of your letters a little bit later. Um, take giving this back to Meg for the Megan Owen report. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, Owen, let's talk together. Yummy. Thank you. So I had a um I visited up at the homestead in New York for Christine's birthday last month and uh <laughs> so many so many things just rich and wonderful, and this is one that I was meant to continue down here individually. I was very grateful for the opening up there. I have a very sacred little device that we call the Blue Shield, and it's a gift from Archangel Michael to provide protection, you know, EMF plus a bunch more that we're exposed to just walking around here doing our thing. And it's just uh, two inches by an inch, and I tuck it into any place in my body, and I carry it around with me 24-7. I sleep with it. Does I walk with it. Does it Tesla Blue Shield? Pardon me? It's the Tesla Blue Shield? Yes. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Michael didn't want you, everyone thinking you were walking around with this little bitty thing he gave you. <laughs> well, he did. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can get one from Tesla. <laughs> yes. So get one from Michael. He just wanted to interrupt story and tell that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, Tesla. Tesla Blue Shield. You can find it online. Um, A gift for all of us. So I carried it around with me. And uh, anyway, I just hold it very special. And yesterday I was getting, the day before yesterday I was getting ready for work. And I had the Tesla Blue Shield in one hand to put somewhere in my pocket or something for the day. And then I had some trash that I was throwing away in my other hand in the bathroom, in the kitchen. And I walked over and opened up the trash can and went into the program. And I threw the Tesla Blue Shield in the trash can. And three steps later, I turned around and I went, Tesla Blue Shield back out of the trash can, threw away the trash, and recognized that these are things that can happen to me all day when I go out, when I choose to enter the program. And what we talked about up in New York was lay booby traps for ourselves throughout the day to create confusion and distress. So I called in Archangel Michael right away, and I said, Archangel Michael, please let me see every single place and stay awake 24-7, always conscious, always conscious of every fingertip, every hand movement, every action of my body that is in divine service. So there's no sabotage. There's no booby traps. There's no laying setups for me later on that could cause distress and would be not in my highest good. So I just wanted to share that as an example in case it um, touches anyone that we can call for help when things like that happen. And we can bring our awareness to ways to stay present all the time in every cell of our body to be divinity and to be conscious of how we're moving in the world to make sure we're always acting in our highest good. So that's my Megan Owen report for today. Thanks, everybody. And now let's have some letters from our listeners. Hey, so Meg, that I'll pick the first is amazing. Yeah. So I, that was great. Mm-hmm. That was spot. I mean, that is what we're all working on in this gateway at the homestead and your letter, I mean, your message is so succinct and right on and sums up what we are doing day and night, <laughs> especially with the energies of this gateway. I'm finding this particular, that you described the the snow moon and the comet and the, this gateway, this uh, lunar eclipse. So it literally is this no, nowhere to hide from yourself experience. And like we heard from Catherine, you know, those of just everyone on this call that are kind of the front row receiving all the energies, even before the gateway actually gets here. The only way the gateway can be opened is that all of the lightworkers are 
doing what you've just already described. And it has just literally been this nowhere to hide from yourself stretch, which turns out to be fairly brutal a chunk of the time. (laughs) But I like how you showed how it could be elegant, Meg. (laughs) Good one, because... (laughs) We say around here we've been trying to make art out of it. <laughs> That's just a nice way to put we're pretty messy, but <laughs> we never give up. <laughs> That's really, really, as usual, beautiful story, make. Mm. And it was really fun. I remember one time Sananda saying that our bodies are not in charge of us. It was something like that. I might be changing a word around, but the essence was... No, that's it. (laughs) ...that is not in charge of us. And many times I'll say, oh, my gosh, what an accident, or I didn't mean to do that, or this or that, or like no hiding, like Christine said. So the rest of the day I made a point to bring my awareness to my fingertips as much as I could with, you you know, 15 clients going back and forth, lots of activity. I just wanted to feel the fingertips to bring consciousness and to ask Sananda for help in me leading the fingertips, me being mother and father God being the fingertips, being with me and that consciousness. And I just tried to see how that would be to be in full consciousness of every tip of the skin while I went about the day. And it was, you know, it's a new muscle that I'm using. So it was, you know, challenging like you're learning to drive a car and you're, doing the shift and the clutch and the brake and the window. So, but I know that I can. I know that I can if I keep practicing that muscle and using it and asking for help. So it's not me alone. It's all of us, you know, and our team. And so anyway, it was just sort of that thing where I don't want my hand going into some other, into the program with my divinity separate from that. So, Anyway, no place to hide, including our fingers. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant, Meg. Yes, <laughs> including your fingertips. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm inspired. I'm going to do that one. <laughs> As Catherine said, beautiful, beautiful letters from all of you. And this is these are just three letters that are just a, a fraction of all the letters that came pouring in in support like Catherine said. So we just wanted to highlight a few and to include you all in, in, um, in the beautiful letters. So this one reads, Dear Catherine, I cried so hard with you while you spoke about your own darkness and how you see that now. I cried because I not only felt your very real, deep pain, but because these are the exact things that are also coming up for me. You are so brave, and you are showing us the way. We are all in this together. You are showing us moment by moment how every single one of us has been so deeply programmed. I applaud your courage and integrity to stand in your truth and your light. I stand by your side, as you have been standing by mine continuously, arms locked, I pledge allegiance to the earth and all beings who inhabit it and to the planet for which it stands. 
one world under love, indivisible with peace and liberty for all. And I accidentally, I think, erased her name. It was at the beginning. I'm so sorry. I'll find that before Catherine's done reading to give them credit. Go ahead, Catherine, with yours. Oh, thank you, Meg. Oh, you see what I mean about the brilliant light workers who've come so far. Here's another one that um, I think is is a really good example for all of us. Mary Beth. I was so taken back from your last Sunday program, so I listened to it again. I think I understand what you were trying to tell us. However, I do not know how I will ever get to the point of perfection. We're going to talk about that a few a little bit at the end of this letter. You above all are so kind and caring and have been through so much. You, Christine and Meg are so special. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Beth. As are you. <laughs> We've all been through so much and are so tired and weak. I'm not in fear at all, but I am tired and in constant pain. I just do not know how much more we can perfect ourselves. But then I know what Sananda has gone through, and I feel so guilty. Oh, well, we're going to talk about that a little bit and fix that one. (laughs) I want you to know how much you ladies have helped us in our spiritual evolution. I understand how we all have evil within us, and I strive each day for perfection, but I'm not there yet. How is this world, as materialistic as we all are and selfish as we all are, ever going to reach the point of perfect love? This is very daunting, to say the least. I suppose all we can do is ask for help and keep striving each day for this perfection. Well, let's talk about the idea of perfection. Sananda once said, willingness is perfection. And here is your own response to your question, Mary Beth. You said, thank you so much for the love and the dedication to our ascension. And I choose light and love over all things. And I ask God to bless you, ladies, in service to us all. And bless you, Mary Beth. You just answered, how do we reach so-called perfection? You've already done it. You've given the answer, I choose light and love over all things. And I ask God to bless all of us in service to this wonderful project that we're all so immersed in right now. So there is no such thing as perfection in yourself. The perfection is in how willing you are how dedicated you are, how strong you are. Look at your faith. You have kept going through the pain, through the uh, disorientation, like so many light workers. Thank you, Mary Beth, for that inspiration. You are willingness 
That's all we need. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Now, Meg, you have another one, too. I do. That previous letter I read was from Deborah. So thank you, Deborah, for that. This next one comes to us from Kirsten. And I did a little editing just for the show's sake. But I I kept the best parts. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished listening to you share with us your experiences of realizing and transmuting dark programming you discovered in your ego that was sabotaging. Sharing your experience creates an atmosphere for other light workers to do the same meticulous house cleaning. You have cleared a path, let the way for others to go likewise more deeply into exploring, accounting for, and clearing away the darkness inside our ego. I could feel a shift happening in me immediately as you spoke about recognizing the importance of your job as a light worker, how you used to how you used to hear the words but hadn't truly let it register and sink in to the point where you would take full responsibility to answer to that reality. I then completely recognized myself in that place. Then I felt your words about this instantly melting a dark program inside me that I will call casualness, designed to obfuscate the reality of the immense power of our every thought, word, and deed. Please consider me for inclusion in the This Story Ends in Glory Action Team. Blessings and infinite light and abundance, Kirsten. You see why I'm breathless after reading these letters. <laughs> and you see the, the ripple effect. Each one of you doing this work are creating energy updraft for everyone around you. Thank you all. Thank you. Yes. Wonderful. Now let's welcome our giggling, wonderful, beautiful Christine back to share her stories about what her two weeks has been like. Oh boy. Thanks. Thanks, Meg. Oh boy is right. (laughs) Meg gets Meg is my panic button. (laughs) Meg already knows. When I totally lose my cookies, Meg gets the text. Followed by the panic call. <laughs> oh, but I just want to thank Catherine because what she did last week. Look, when we put ourselves on the line for love, no matter what we look like or what we think we look like, a miracle results. For me, the miracle of this week has been a new closeness with you all as we sit around each day in family meeting, sobbing (laughs) and laughing at your beautiful letters and your wisdom and your light. Now, last night, I got an hour of sleep, Max. I know a lot of you are nodding already. 
because we're in a gateway. Michael's going to come talk about all that stuff he told me. So, well, let me say this. Someone important to me this week took a stand, a whole new stand for transparency. And so it made me really look at myself. And I saw how still ashamed I was to always be sick, transmuting, and fearful. Like, oh, they're lightworkers. They're sick and transmuting. Or they're physically challenged, mentally challenged, spiritually challenged, emotionally challenged. Like, I don't want to complain. I just want to be this inspiration. So I'll mention it in this kind of awkward way. And yeah, I'll tell the truth because that's me. But let's get past it and really just put this face of, but it's okay. But in the long nights, it's not always okay. Of course, it's always okay. Because my hand is in God's hand. That doesn't mean it's really not rough right now for the frontline lightworkers on the surface of the planet. It is. We are exhausted. My sweet body just shakes with exhaustion. And I love that my brother just held me to true transparency. Because what Catherine's message last week and your beautiful outpouring of love and support, and it's what's demanded. A connection is never one way. As much as we love one way, love comes back. And I just have felt so close to you all on the inner planes where I see your energies and I know you as family. But to really allow you that extra step close to me on the surface, well, my sweet brother showed me that's where it was time to just throw open the barn doors even further. So I'm going to tell you about what I've been doing. <laughs> Yeek! Hold on. Because <laughs> my idea of a light worker <laughs> is someone who stands on the hill and brings in the light and sure transmutes, but effortlessly, like they're so full of light that transmuting and their service is this kind of obvious grace. Now, I know light workers like this. You know who you are. And I've come to understand deeply that's your life plan. That's your role. That's what you prepared for. And it's you I look to in the long nights. And then... Also, as we so honor all the roles that we talk about, gatekeepers, transmuters, the dreamers, and the mixture of all the many lightworker roles. And by the way, if you don't know what your fancy title is, who cares? You're not doing less light work. <laughs> Part of your schematic is you don't know your title. Oh, well, that means you're operating more in faith. And as I'm told, 
Every time the company of heaven shows up, it's when we operate in faith we get the most done. So what I've been doing, what I want to share with you, and I know it will ring true for some of you, and I know others will have compassion, strength in in your own roles. Because one thing I do know all the time is we are one, one family, one team, one purpose. Restore the light of God on earth. Well, for about a two-week period, every single night, I was being taken into hell realms. Now, what I really think and feel and know and have seen and been explained by the company of heaven now is they are kind of prison cell, a holodeck kind of matrix prison cell that encapsulates a very dark, uh, meaning absent of love, experience. And each one is kind of this cornerstone, this foundational brick in what was the former dark matrix. Now, I am aware how exciting that this is what we're getting to. Really. And many lightworkers have been working on all of this for a very long time. But what would happen is when it would be time to so-called go to bed, I would begin to shake after the first few because I wasn't dreaming, I wasn't asleep, I wasn't awake in this waking reality. I would be transported to these these hell realms, I call them, for good reason. And what would happen, I'm going to tell you about the very worst one. I call it the hook realm. And I I shudder to even bring it up. But right now, I just ask that Mother God's love just surround us and join us. And Father's love and his protection just encapsulate us. Because we tell these things so we can hold hands and go forward. In no way are we glorifying anything that was. Instead, we're just being as my brother has now held me to, transparent about what the heck is going on so we can connect the dots together as the light love we are. All right, then. I'm going to tell you about the hook realm, and you'll understand what's been going on. So passing into this state of not asleep, not awake in this waking life, I woke up and I in this place, and I saw that, uh-oh, there's no windows. I know immediately. Now, I have trained myself. <laughs> I have all these funny things I've done because I am a dreamer. I have been a Lemurian dreamer. So I know about dreaming realities. I know about going in and out of realms. And usually, for example, I can fly in every realm except surface earth realm. 
is no big deal. I put intention in my chest, and I just fly. Okay, not in the hell realms. Another thing, uh, many of you have worked with this. When I was little, I went, oh, I can get stuck in a bad dream? I'm not having that. So I asked God to fill my hands up with light so that anywhere I am, if I see my hands, they're so full of God's light, I'll immediately be able to wake myself up. Okay, that doesn't work in the hell realms I've been going into either. Another thing is, is you can have an original thought. If you have a brand new thought, you can get yourself out of anywhere because you tear a fabric in a program, a fabric in a false reality, which is anything fearful, with a brand new thought. That didn't work either. Anytime I would try to call the company of heaven or I would kind of be put into a little bit of a dense sleep fog situation. Nothing was working. I also hid my consciousness in more places than just my heart. Remember long way back when, years ago, I had one of Catherine's retreats and one of my very first sessions with her years ago. I discovered, I think in my first session with her, sitting across from her physically, there's a heart in every cell. I was really excited to discover that. So I immediately put my threefold flame into that heart in every cell. So I didn't just have to come from my heart. I could come from any cell and break free. <laughs> a consciousness deep diver like the rest of you. So none of that worked in these hell realms. Now, this hook hell realm was just this long, long, epic story like the rest of them, where I would go and I would experience. Now, at first it seemed like we were on some kind of transport place that the lightworkers were exhausted, and we were all lightworkers, and we had finished, and earth was great, and we were going to an amazing place, and there was a feeling of celebration. That lasted very short. It was very thin. It didn't build. It tapered out right away. And then what did start to happen is we all found, it was like this old casino, and we all found different places we could stay and sleep and eat, and we took care of practical things. But we were all so exhausted, so we laid down in our newly found beds, and pretty soon we decided, okay, we want to put on a show. We want to celebrate, and we're going to go see St. Germain, so we've got to have a good show because we know at his parties you've got to have your own good show ready to go. So everybody was going to come up to where my bed was, and we were going to, I had a big area by my bed, and we are going to practice. As soon as we tried to start practicing for our St. Germain show celebration, people started to argue, and I found it very strange. Well, over the very long epic experience, finally I saw, wow, something's very wrong. As soon as I did... Fights broke out everywhere of violence. And there was a weapon called the hook that people could shoot at me. And it quickly became clear that everyone was in conspiring to come after me with these hook weapons. Now, a hook weapon goes in your skin and pulls on you. The only way to get free is pull it out of your skin, which... This is one reason it's a hell realm. I could feel physically. I was bleeding everywhere, but I wouldn't let the hooks get in. 
Now I'm trying all the things I've described to you. Tried flying, tried uh, calling on the consciousness in myself, having a new thought, all of it. And I couldn't. Nothing worked. My hands of light, nothing worked. The violence was escalating. The hooks were getting bigger. I demanded in the name of God my ability to fly. So I flew up to the center, but there were no windows and nowhere to go. And they were ready for me and sent the biggest hooks of all into me. These were shapeshifter beings who we don't need to name. It doesn't matter anymore. This is the new day of love. And we, through Sananda, send our compassion to the beings. And in the name of Mother, Father, God, I, Christine, as I am, intercede for any mercy possible. Because no being would act so if they weren't also in terrible pain. That's my knowing. So they had me. They put me on a hook pulley system. And I was an example and a lure Lure for the beings, supposedly, in the light realms, because they obviously didn't understand beings in the higher realms. I was supposed to be the bait to capture all the big beings in the higher realms. And I just screamed. And I just kind of exploded in an emanation of, I love you. I forgive you. This is wrong. I will die before I will be a terror imprint for anyone rising up or a, an issue for anyone a brighter. And as I did, I just screamed the name of Mother, Father, God with all my being. And the realm turned to a kind of dust and collapsed. And that's how I know they are kind of um, matrix, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're just these rooms that are bricks of fear. And each one has a different flavor. I went into slavery. I went into torture. I went in, Now, these are things you've heard me transmuting, as you all have been, all these years. But here I am literally in the realms as me. And each time, there's only one answer. God's love, love that we are as God. And each one would collapse. This one was so particularly horrific. I went to Catherine, got her, got in bed with her and Che and just shook for an hour, just sobbing. And it took a while over these two weeks to even sort of comprehend what's been happening. Now, for me, they've said this portion is complete. And little Che is pale and pasty with weakness because although I begged him not to go with me and I couldn't see him there, he wouldn't let me go alone. And, um, you know, we've had to clean the land quite a lot. Catherine was going through her deep challenges too. But... This is why we're here. 
And I know Michael's message, and it's so precious to me. Everywhere we think we're failing is a demonstration of our light. But I wanted to tell you this so that you could know that whatever it is you're facing, exhaustion, mental sickness, physical sickness, you're not wrong or failing or out or behind. Another light worker isn't ahead of you or better. We are one force of love together. We're filling in the gaps together. And each time, even without all my fancy tricks I had ever rigged in consciousness, taken away, it was just a matter of love. Sometimes it would be I would think of you, I would reach for you, and everything would shatter. It was some true expression of Love, God's love, true love. And I really feel great sharing this with you after all. So I want to thank my brother who stood up and said, Mm-hmm, we need you to kick down a bit more. Please, I know you feel me in the night because I feel you. I know you're exhausted. And I know some of you are just so light-filled because I see you too. And it is right that you are not in struggle. It's not that you're in the fifth dimension and we're not and no one is failing. We have different roles. If you love, you are winning. And to the ones keeping the light, I thank you because I see you burning there. And I know which way to swim for the surface. Make the talking stick is yours. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm going to turn the talking stick to our beloved Catherine who's got a visitor who wants to come share some words with us. So come, Catherine. <laughs> Hi, Meg. Yes, it's Catherine. Uh-huh. St. Germain's going to come. <laughs> I was joking with him earlier. We we have a little joke around here. And I said, it's all right, St. Germain. I know you're a little rusty, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> We just laughed, and he said, oh, it's going to be all right. You know how to do this. We've been doing this forever. (laughs) So I'm just going to move on back and open my channels to let our dear St. Germain come through and talk with us Mm. about a few interesting and delightful things. <laughs> a fresh view of some things we've been talking about. So, okay, here we go, St. Germain. 
Hello, beloved family. It is I, St. Germain. I'm here to tell you, first of all, that our long, long project is successfully unfolding. And I want to look ahead with you. After the RVGCR, the lightworker world is going to be brand new. Now, you've heard this before, but I want to really give you the sense of how you're going to experience things in this new world. We're looking out at the woods here where there is fresh snow, a world of fresh, white, gleaming snow. Now, you all feel what I'm expressing in my heart. Do you remember the mornings when you woke up and there would be a complete, the world would be completely transformed? All of a sudden, everything is white and sparkling. Or perhaps you live in an area of the world where a, a sudden rain would cleanse and clear everything and suddenly everything is sparkling in a new way. This is what you will experience in your new world if you have fresh eyes, the willingness to be completely open and in delightful anticipation and curiosity at all times to not try to bring things back that you are familiar with or to redefine things in some uh, way that you're used to and have been comfortable with. What we're talking about is a whole new kind of comfort, a whole new kind of delight and freshness. So the lesson today, really, this little mini lesson I'm bringing to you, is that security, and I mean all kinds of security, spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, all kinds of security come from within, from within you and your deep connection with God. God is your security. (laughs) And we are your security. Because, of course, we are, all of us, the hand of God. We are expressing the triumph of this project that we're bringing to fruition, all of us together. I'm going to talk a little bit about security and how this works, that it comes from within. I have a little story to tell you. (laughs) And as I'm telling you the story, I want you to be looking in all the corners of this story to see how security is being revealed and expressed. 
All right. This is a little story about (laughs) the family here in New York (laughs) who just yesterday went on a shopping trip. Now, Christine went for the first time in many weeks out of the house. And she was able to go because Michael said, I'm going to drive. (laughs) So I'll come with you and I will do the driving and provide the energy you need. Because, you know, uh, Catherine had a, a sprained ankle and Teresa's not familiar with the territory. So, okay, this is going to be great. We'll all get into the car Go shopping. Well, off they went on unfamiliar roads because there was a detour they had to take to get to where they were going because of a bridge being out. Rather complex detour. And Archangel Michael, of course, was very present and aware of this. He felt the flutters of anxiety. As Teresa was feeling strange about where they were, as Catherine began to feel like, oh, I have to to get the GPS going and uh, I'm not quite sure how to do it, and both of them started to experience anxiety. Well, Christine, who was aware and talking to Archangel Michael the whole thing about this, He's saying to Christine, it's all right, I've got this. Just go along with me. <laughs> now, at times, you, you cannot imagine what an enormous request that is. <laughs> so as they're going up a hill on a snowy road, Archangel Michael takes a hold of the wheel and turns the car into a ditch. (laughs) They were stuck up to their hubcaps in a (laughs) snowbank. As as Michael's whispering in Christine's ear, it's all right, I've got this. (laughs) Now, I can tell you there were quite a few of us there (laughs) who weren't enjoying the scene. And quite a lot of laughter coming from the company of heaven, which we didn't reveal yet, of course. So Michael had already prepared. He'd already called a tow truck with the most wonderful light workers who were on their way already. By the time they discovered they were totally stuck in the snowbank and couldn't go anywhere, Well, what did Christine do? (laughs) This is my mini lesson about what security is for lightworkers. She anchored downward into the earth, increased her light, and took charge. (laughs) (laughs) So... As the others struggled to get their mojo on, as I might call it, 
yeah, began to spin with this anxiety. Now, here's the crucial part. It's been hard for a lot of you to really see this deeply, that any anxiety now is fear and must be transmuted by taking your stance, okay, I'm anxious and I'm going to do the most loving thing I can do right now. My heart may be pounding, but I'm not paying attention to that. That's not what matters. What matters is love. So as they're sitting there in the snowbank, Christine said, don't worry. This may have happened. Let's see. Why would this have happened right now? Is there somebody we really need to make a phone call to? And maybe this little break that we're having right now has something to do with something that some service we can perform for others. So along comes this truck with two of the brightest shiny angels who jump out of their truck with a great smile on their the first one on his face, and he walks over to the window and says to Christine, how'd you get here? (laughs) And meanwhile, Catherine was trying to figure out how to call AAA and had somebody on the phone and finally finally said, oh, I don't think we're going to need you. (laughs) We have these wonderful young men here who are saying, no problem. We'll pull you out in a minute. Went, turned the truck around, came back, pulled them right out of the snowbank. And, of course, they're already going, oh, my gosh, how much money can we give these beautiful beings? And they said, oh, no, no problem. We're, we're happy to do it. Well, they were all just blown away by this. Well, Christine wasn't because she really she really expected it. <laughs> and Michael was saying, it's okay, I've got this. It's all going to be fine, you'll see. And Catherine was questioning, now why on earth would Christine have driven into the snowbank? There's something up here. Well, it all unfolded afterwards. They were given the information that, yes, Michael turned the car into the snowbank on purpose (laughs) to give all of them this perfect teaching lesson. So when they realized how important the energy in the car was, everybody meaning Catherine and Teresa. (laughs) Pulled themselves together, reached down, anchored in love, and by the time they were out of the snowbank, there was laughter in the car and a much deeper understanding of this beautiful lesson that they had been given. We heard their thoughts. We heard Catherine going, oh, my gosh, Michael. 
thank you for this. I get it. <laughs> and wow, you, you're just brilliant, all of you. How did you figure out such a perfect experience that would not harm anyone, would not create real pain or trouble, just a few minutes in a snowbank? And they did take this lesson into their hearts and looked at every flicker, every incident that might bring up this feeling of fear. And, of course, Michael gave them a few hints along the way about security after the RV and informed them that this was a lesson and, of course, we were all in on the planning of this. <laughs> but this is a lesson about security after the RV. If you go into fear, if you are in a panic state about anything, you're creating a downward spiral. You're deflating the energy. You're creating not only an unpleasant experience, but you're opening portals to negative thought forms, to creation of the very thing you're imagining. If you're imagining freezing in a snowbank, you are creating it. If you're imagining that you're going to be stuck there, at the mercy of some gnarly tow truck, truck driver, you are creating the situation. You hear this, don't you? I see you all going, oh, my gosh. This could not be a more important lesson about what you're going to do once you're wealthy what you're going to do once you are the center of a different kind of attention. You must be secure within. You will be creating the ascending spiral that protects you and those around you and the entire project that we're creating together. Here is my final word. God is security. <laughs> Ascend. <laughs> I am your St. Germain. <laughs> I turn the talking stick back to our beloved Meg. Here you go, Meg. Thank you, St. Germain. Oh, that was a fun lesson, especially those of us who didn't have to be in the snowbank. We get to take advantage. <laughs> so thank you. That's wonderful. All the more sharing of the stories with transparency because we, we get to benefit from each other's stories and, and ascend together. Thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Well, now we get to 
hear some more wonderful news with our beloved brother, Archangel Michael. So I'll pass the talking stick to Christine in case she wants to say hello first and bring Michael in. Oh, Meg, you're great. Too bad Catherine's rusty at channeling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, too bad. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, don't they just take care of us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, Michael's right here, so I'm just going to throw it over to him. <laughs> oh. Hello, Bright family. <laughs> we are all laughing here. We rather like our schemes. <laughs> all in love, all for the highest good of all. Never divisive, never fearful, never shaming. You know, the Bible, those old stories of family, choosing light, understanding light, calling on God. Sure, the dark agenda tried to throw in a thing here or there. That doesn't fool anybody. Who's looking for the truth of a story? You're going to be hearing a lot about those old stories. And they're going to sometimes sting a bit, perhaps, because the deeper truth was manipulated. You felt a deeper truth. But in your earnest goodness, well... This realm has been manipulated by pairing truth and lies. But going forward, only truth, which is clear, loving, sure, the rope to hold on to that you will no longer be punished for, beaten with. Those old stories in the Bible are stories of family, Persevering in the light. That's why we do like to use personal stories of all of you, your letters, the things you tell each other, or on these wonderful shows, stories of snowbanks and such. It is so much fun for us when you're willing to consider these possibilities that instead of turning a situation on yourself in self-degradation you are willing to say wonder why I'm in a snowbank is an opportunity is there someone I'm supposed to call perhaps a global meditation is needed right about now Instead of diminishing yourself, remember what St. Germain said, you're creating now in real time with your thoughts and feelings. Co-creation is full tilt boogie for the frontline light workers, quickly followed by everyone else. Like it or not? Feel like you're ready or not? You're the leaders, not as in above as the ones with the biggest shovels with both hands of your soul hanging fast 
shoveling as fast as you can in your area of expertise. And when you instead say, hey, maybe this situation, well, why am I in this? And you don't immediately resort to it some fault or lack in yourself or others. Miracles explode and the truth is presented. Wherever you are experiencing challenge, difficulty, upset is not your failing. Even this whole karmic story. It is where you have opted to bring the light of God. Now, I could stop talking right now because that's the story. That's the message. That's what I want to transmit to you. But I want to say a bunch more things, too. (laughs) But that's it. To us, you know, you look at us and, oh, St. Germain, Archangel Michael, Sananda, you're the miracle. No. We're in the higher realms. We're ourselves. You're the miracle. You're showing up as yourself in the midst of the harshest conditions imaginable. The result of a tremendous momentum of torture, shame, fear, degradation, DNA cutting, jacking, toxic dark agenda that covered every aspect of being and turned the planet into slavery. And you said, well, I want to be on that team and worked as hard as you possibly could to qualify because you wanted to free the bright humans of earth as they themselves called for in the God flame of their heart to be so freed. And so as one, we are working. That's what's going on. Do not allow any other imposition to call itself a thought or a feeling in your being. Did you know you can change your entire reality with a finger movement? Notice how you're sitting just now. And notice your hand, your left hand. People pay under attention to their left hand quite frequently. The right hand gets all the glory somehow. Now relax your hand still. Now move a single finger a bit. Not with your imposed will, but allow it to move. Fill your heart with Mother, Father, God. And then allow your finger to just move. Yes, it's with your will, as the will of God. And move your finger. There. That simple movement produces an entirely different reality. Done. Now imagine if you throw in some intentional thought and emotions and feelings. Superpower. Co-creation. You're all right. You're doing it. I told you in my last message through this channel, this is what victory looks like. Let's talk about this channel for a moment.
And let's do so in the days, in the, in the tradition of the Bible. But tell story about family. Because it's a story of us all, isn't it? Doesn't matter the name or the person. It's the story. So in third grade, now this skinny little light being in third grade, her dad got moved to North Carolina so he could pursue his, get his doctor's degree, his Ph.D., And she was part of what was known then in the south of the United States as forced busing. Where even though if you were in an ethnic neighborhood, let's say, you would be perhaps bused two hours away to a very, let's say, white neighborhood. Or in this case, if you were a skinny little string bean, bright white child, so to speak. You can imagine how ridiculous these terms are now. But let's play along for the story's sake. Oh, light beings on the face of a dark realm. She was bust in the other direction, to the very ethnic school rich in content and heart. Now, this was quite an experience for a little third grader. Her day focused around the the bus, the bus ride, the one-and-a-half to two-hour bus ride each way, where instead of the five-minute away school, she was bused two hours away for what was then called forced integration. Forced integration. Good thing we had light workers in the mix. Forced integration? <laughs> My goodness. What everyone's been through to come up with such a thing. She would get on the bus, and the lowest status person had to sit at the very front of the bus. So that was her. So she'd plop her skinny little self down right behind the driver. And the entire way to school, the coolest kids who sat all the way at the back would taunt and humiliate her. But she would sing to them in her heart, thinking they just didn't know her yet. She'd get to school and have a whole bunch of another set of interesting experiences to traverse, very much like what you're calling life right now. And at the end of the day, she'd climb back on the bus, sit behind the driver, trying to appear invisible. Don't you all know that feeling? practically holding her breath till she'd get home. Well, there were many incidents, as you can imagine, and many things learned. The bus driver had many, many children who he could barely feed, so she started giving her lunch to him. 
Not to mention, she figured out everyone at school. You see, things were not fair and equal and just. If she had gone to the school in her upper-class neighborhood, there would have been two teachers to every 15 children. And in this school, there was one teacher to every 85. She was the only white person in her class, so to speak. She fell madly in love with the most popular third-grade boy. Unfortunately, he took a fancy to her. And yet not. She was taunted and even had things thrown at her for the color of her white skin, for the color of your light. You all have these memories deep within you in one way or another and another and another. One day she got on the bus and they immediately all announced all the kids She's in third grade, skinny as can be, tall as she's ever going to be, very awkward and lovely. She gets on the bus, and they all announce and yell, it's white girl day. (laughs) She was excited and panicked all at the same time, because after all, in this reality, she had already learned to imagine that good news might be laced with something quite dangerous so at the big announcement of white girl day she gave her lunch like she always did to the bus driver so he would have food for his children her mom had cut on and started making many extra sandwiches and she felt a mix of excitement and fear as she walked to the back of the bus and realized that this was white girl day because she was going to sit where someone had thrown up. She held her tears barely, and all day she dreaded the humiliating ride home where the bus was clean, but a fire rose up inside her. And when it was time to arrive... An hour and a half later, in her upper middle class neighborhood, she jumped off the bus and did a dance she had been preparing all day. I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you, she sang. She got off the bus and in full view of all the kids on the bus, sang loudly, I don't hate you, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you, I'm mad at you. Now hang on, because yes, this is Archangel Michael telling this story. She dropped her little skinny drawers and said, Here's my hiney, all white and shiny. I won't hide it. You can bite it. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. I don't hate you. I'm mad at you. The bus of shocked people pulled away. And her parents were somehow sitting in a car behind the bus and had seen the entire dance. 
her mom scooped her up in her arms and said, Honey, how's it going at your new school? (laughs) How can we help? And she drove her daughter to the store and bought shopping bags full of treats that everyone might like and increased her sandwich and lunch capacity to times 10 every single day. How is this story different from what you are now experiencing? You just need to sing the song, the song of your heart. You're not failing in the stories of your life before you were preparing for now. Now is everything. You are prepared. The story of now. You are not failing, lightworkers. You are shining. We are all gatekeepers. I am Archangel Michael, Lord of Light. That does not make my feeling neutral. It makes my feeling deep. I care. We all care. We are not separate from you. You are us. We are you. Together, we are the gateway. And we are triumphing, triumphant. Sound the trumpet. Yes, Meg. Snow moon. And even here on the New York homestead, there's feet and feet of snow and snow expected tonight for 36 hours. Why? The crystal people. The elementals are helping to transmute. They are rallying to the cry of your heart. They too ask Mother, Father, God for dispensation to contribute more. You are heard, lightworkers. You are not alone. Now be with them. The comet. Clearing the ethers of dross. Yes, that's what the comet is. Reach, lightworkers. For every consciousness already reaching for you in love and light to heal this realm. Lunar eclipse, another way we could put that is bathing you in light through a massive gateway that you are. Congratulations. So I don't want to hear any more about how much you're failing. You are not. You are the light and the life. Be at peace. We bow humbly to you. I am your brother, Archangel Michael. Meg, the talking stick is yours. Thank you, Michael. 
Oh, and thank you. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yes. yes. Wow. <laughs> that covers it. <laughs> that really nothing to say. <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the music. Till next week. I love week. you all. We'll see you next week. Beloved light workers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.